Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. I am excited to have you with me today. I am diving into the nine fundamental pillars of business. And, you know, I'm a nerd that way. You know that. I've, I've acknowledged that many, many times that I'm a nerd and I love to learn and teach and share. And so I am excited to introduce you to these nine pillars. Now, I'm going to tell you that when I go through these, you're, like, you're probably chomping at the bit. You're thinking, this is going to be so amazing. She's going to blow my mind. And I will tell you that probably there are some pieces that you're going to be excited about and you're going to take away some nuggets and be like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. But there are going to be other pieces throughout these next few episodes that you're going to be like, I knew that. I totally knew that. Why, why is she teaching me this? And I'm going to tell you that that's awesome that you know it. It's awesome that, you know, you're saying to yourself, I know these pieces. Why is she acting like this, something, this is something new? I'm not. There may be a few new pieces for you. But ultimately what this is, is that we... As entrepreneurs, as business leaders, we doubt ourselves too much. That's number one. Number two, we don't take the right action at the right time because we're scrambling around like chickens with our heads cut off, trying to do the right things in the right order at the right time, and we don't have enough hours in the day, and, oh my gosh, should I have done this, or crap, I should have done that. And that's really what this is here to do, is introduce you to the nine, but also help you understand that, hey, you got this. It's the right stuff at the right time, though. Don't worry about these other pieces. Mastering the nine tells you exactly what you need to put in, into the foundation of your business. But it also gives you permission to not worry about the things that you don't need to tackle now. And that is equally as important. Right? Okay, so let's jump right on into it. Let's kick it off with these two of the nine fundamental pillars. Now, I'm not going in any order here, okay? I'm not going in any order. I will tell you that whenever I help my clients master the nine, I do a personalized assessment. If you were my client, you would sit down and fill out an assessment. It's about 50 questions right now, depending upon the phase of business that you're in. And I ask you tons of questions and you provide all this insight. And then we sit down and look at what you've already started working on, what you are already doing really well, what you have already mastered, the other things that you need to master, and then we put in a, a, what we call Mastering the Nine training roadmap for you. It's personalized. And so to say that each of these have to go in a specific order, it really depends on what you've already done and where you are. Okay, so let me throw that out there right now. So now with that said, let me dive into two of these pillars. Let's talk about communication. And really it's, it's your communication style. So communication is how you right? You, your business, communicate externally in the marketplace and how you communicate internally, right? Within your business to empower and get execution out of you and your team. So what are some of the ways companies communicate externally? Not the tools. Okay. I'm not talking about the tools they use to communicate. I'm talking about the way in which they communicate externally, right? And I'm talking about what their communication style or method is, okay? The, their mental method, not the tools. 
So let's look at some businesses. Let's think about some businesses. And I always go to the big businesses because if I go with a big business, you're more than likely to know who they are. I don't have to spend a lot of time teaching you who the business is. Now understand very clearly before I go any further, I've already said it, that every pillar is different in each phase of business that you're in. What do I mean by that? Let me say it a different way. It's the same nine pillars, but the way in which you execute them is different. All right? So when I talk about these big businesses, they're in a different phase than a startup phase. And you need to acknowledge that. They're in a different phase. But I can still talk to you about the pillar and you can recognize it. And that's the point. Okay? So I've got to throw that caveat out there. So that said, let's look at Apple for a second. Apple. When you think about Apple, what do they communicate to you? Well, they communicate, at least to me, the way I interpret Apple's communication is they communicate that they're here to help. They're giving me the tools that I need. They're going to make me look smarter and cooler and, you know, on the cutting edge by using their products. Right? That's what they communicate to me. That's how they, that's, that's how they communicate to me. That's how they convey their message to me. That is their messaging. Some would say that's their branding. I would tell you we're going to talk about branding in a second. But the words they use, the style they use, right? The imagery. If you think about the commercials, it's always people. The tools are there. But if you think about the commercials that really have impact, it's people. It's people doing something. So... Think about Apple for a second. How they communicate externally. And then how do you communicate externally? What do you tell your customer? How do you communicate with them? So that they know that it's you. And you stand out. Internally, we won't really know a lot of internal details about a a company. Unless, really, truly, unless you work for them. I mean, if you read the books and... There are books out there, obviously, about different companies. You can read the books, but, but we all know that in a book, there's some selection as to what's included and what isn't. So let's just acknowledge that for what it is. So I would say, unless you work in a company yourself, you're not going to truly know, without a shadow of a doubt, the way that they communicate inside. But internally, it's going to be things like weekly meetings, and company meetings, and annual shareholders meetings, and company events, and... You know, the way in which they establish communication expectations. This is how you respond. This is the timeliness for which you respond. Those things. It's a style. Not just, not just how from a tool's perspective, but this is the way I expect you to speak to someone. This is the level of respect I expect you to have. This is the, this is the verbiage that you use, right? If you think about it, there are companies that have their own internal lingo. And it's not just company terms for what you call the break room. It's truly how they speak to each other, right? It's part of the culture. And that's what I'm talking about with communication style. It's the internal culture and the external culture. So remember this, you have to communicate in order to build a connection. And you have to have a connection to sell anything. And you have to have a connection to build trust. And you have to have a connection to recruit and retain talent. And trust, you have to have trust both from your customer and from your employees or potential employees, right? Okay, so that's communication. I told you, I'm keeping it super high level, right? I just want you to 
understand the theory of the pillar. Now, the next pillar that I want to touch on is the branding side, okay? So having a clarified, a clear, transparent, no gray, but just true, clear brand. Now, let me be very transparent with you on this. Your brand isn't your logo, and it's not your website. Now, those things absolutely support your brand, but they're not your brand. Your brand goes hand in hand with the communication pillar, okay? And it defines how you help your customer. So your brand works hard to identify the problem the customer has. Your brand conveys to them how they are feeling about their problem. And your brand tells them, the customer, why the product you are selling and what they need to buy will solve their problem. And then ultimately, and last but not least, your brand tells them how they will feel after they use your product. Okay? Was, did I just say anything about your brand being you? No. Did I say anything about your brand specifically being your product? No. Your brand is about your customer. Your brand is about the emotions that your customer feels now in pain and what they feel afterward by buying and using your product or your service. So a great example of this is ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is the master, okay? Russell Brunson is the master at helping you quickly understand why you need to buy ClickFunnels. If you haven't checked them out, go check them out. Go look at their brand. How frustrated, they, they define it, right? How frustrated you feel and how worried you feel about tech and just anxious and worried in the pit of your stomach. I don't, I don't know tech. I don't know how to set all this stuff up. I want to sell stuff online, but I have no idea where to start. And I am terrified of breaking something or setting it up and then not getting the sale or, you know, putting all this work in and then no revenues generated because I broke something, right? All of those things and more are the things that Russell and ClickFunnels know are our emotions before we purchase the product of ClickFunnels. So what he does is he tells you and says, are you feeling this? Are you feeling that? Are you feel right? He identifies with you. He calls out your emotions. And when he does that, you go, yes, he does. Yes, he's right. That's, that's exactly how I feel. Okay. Then he defines how ClickFunnels can solve your problem. And then he shows you through testimonials or whatever, even just his own videos, even his own personal use, right? How amazing you're going to feel afterwards. Hey, it's a no-brainer. This is so easy. Let me show you. This is going to solve your problem. You've got this. Let, let me take, you know, 15 minutes to put together a funnel for you, and I'm going to walk you through it. I mean, that's how he's, he moves you through the emotions of fear to, oh, this is easy, to, and now I understand how to use it. I've got to buy it. That's his brand. That's, that's completely his brand. It's all about your emotions. And then his product goes into it. But the product isn't what he's talking to you about. He's talking about fixing your problem. His brand has been about your problem. Your brand needs to be about your customer's problem. So, when you think about communication and branding, my question to you is, do you have a good grasp on your communication style? Okay, and your brand. Because you have to master these two in order to create a successful business. And most people confuse what a brand is 
And a lot of people keep trying to figure out what their communication style is. But until you figure it out, your customer can't figure it out. Okay? Communication and branding are critical to creating a foundation in your business. They just are. People have to connect with you and understand why you are the solution to their problem. And I don't mean you are the solution. You are the help that's going to help them solve their problem. Your brand isn't about your product. It's about your customer's problem. All right? So, you have to master these two in order to create a sustainable business. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Those are the two pillars for today. I'm going to dive into probably two more tomorrow, two or three. And I look forward to having you join me then. Go and be legendary.